0: introduction and analysis part two of laws by plato translated by benjamin jowett this librivox recording is in the public domain introduction part two three the style of the laws differs in several important respects from that of the other dialogues of plato 1. In the want of character, power, and lively illustration. 2. In the frequency of mannerisms. Compare introduction to the philebus. 3. In the form and rhythm of the sentences. 4. In the use of words. On the other hand, there are many passages, 5. Which are characterized by a sort of ethical grandeur, and 6. In which perhaps a greater insight into human nature, and a greater reach of practical wisdom is shown than in any other of Plato's writings one the discourse of the three old men is described by themselves as an old man's game of play yet there is little of the liveliness of a game in their mode of treating the subject they do not throw the ball to and fro but two out of the three are listeners to the third who is constantly asserting his superior wisdom and opportunities of knowledge and apologizing not without reason for his own want of clearness of speech he will carry them over the stream he will answer for them when the argument is beyond their comprehension he is afraid of their ignorance of mathematics and thinks that gymnastic is likely to be more intelligible to them he has repeated his words several times and yet they cannot understand him the subject did not properly take the form of dialogue and also the literary vigour of plato had passed away the old men speak as they might be expected to speak and in this there is a touch of dramatic truth plato has given the laws that form or want of form which indicates the failure of natural power there is no regular plan none of that consciousness of what has proceeded and what is to follow which makes a perfect style but there are several attempts at a plan the argument is pulled up and frequent explanations are offered why a particular topic was introduced the fictions of the laws have no longer the verisimilitude which is characteristic of the phaedrus and the Timaeus, or even of the statesman we can hardly suppose that an educated athenian would have placed the visit of epimenides of two athens ten years before the persian war or have imagined that a war with Messini prevented the lacedaemonians from coming to the rescue of hellas the narrative of the origin of the dorian institutions which are said to have been due to a fear of the growing power of the assyrians is a plausible invention which may be compared with the tale of the island of atlantis and the poem of solon but is not accredited by similar arts of deception the other statement that the dorians were achaean exiles assembled by doryeus and the assertion that troy was included in the assyrian empire have some foundation compare for the latter point capital d i o d period capital s i c u l period nor is there anywhere in the laws that lively Inargeia, that vivid mise-en-scène which is as characteristic of plato as of some modern novelists the old men are afraid of the ridicule which will fall on their heads more than enough and they do not often indulge in a joke in one of the few which occur the book of the laws is left incomplete is compared to a monster wandering about without a head but we no longer breathe the atmosphere of humour which pervades the symposium and the euthydemus in which we pass within a few sentences from the broadest aristophanic joke to the subtlest refinement of wit and fancy instead of this in the laws an impression of baldness and feebleness is often left upon our minds some of the most amusing descriptions as for example of children roaring for the first three years of life or of the athenians walking into the country with fighting cocks under their arms or of the slave doctor who knocks about his patient's and the gentleman-doctor who courteously persuades them or of the way of keeping order in the theatre by a hint from a stick are narrated with a commonplace gravity but where we find this sort of dry humour we shall not be far wrong in thinking that the writer intended to make us laugh the seriousness of age takes the place of the jollity of youth life should have holidays and festivals yet we rebuke ourselves when we laugh and take our pleasures sadly the irony of the earlier dialogues of which some traces occur in the tenth book is replaced by a severity which hardly condescends to regard human things let us say if you please that man is of some account but i was speaking of him in comparison with god the imagery and illustrations are poor in themselves and are not assisted by the surrounding phraseology we have seen how in the republic and in the earlier dialogues figures of speech such as the wave the drone the chase the bride appear and reappear at intervals notes are struck which are repeated from time to time as in a strain of music there is none of this subtle art in the laws the illustrations such as the two kinds of doctors the three kinds of funerals the fear potion the puppet the painter leaving a successor to restore his picture the person stopping to consider where three ways meet the old laws about water of which he will not divert the course can hardly be said to do much credit to plato's invention the citations from the poets have lost that fanciful character which gave them their charm in the earlier dialogues we are tired of images taken from the arts of navigation or archery or weaving or painting or medicine or music yet the comparisons of life to a tragedy or of the working of mind to the revolution of the self-moved or of the aged parent to the image of a god dwelling in the house or the reflection that man is made to be the plaything of god and that this rightly considered is the best of him have great beauty two the clumsiness of the style is exhibited in frequent mannerisms and repetitions the perfection of the platonic dialogue consists in the accuracy with which the question and answer are fitted into one another and the regularity with which the steps of the argument succeed one another this finish of style is no longer discernible in the laws there is a want of variety in the answers nothing can be drawn out of the respondents but yes or no true to be sure etc the insipid forms what do you mean to what are you referring are constantly returning again and again the speaker is charged or charges himself with obscurity and he repeats again and again that he will explain his views more clearly the process of thought which should be latent in the mind of the writer appears on the surface in several passages the athenian praises himself in the most unblushing manner very unlike the irony of the earlier dialogues as when he declares that the laws are a divine work given by some inspiration of the gods and that youth should commit them to memory instead of the compositions of the poets the prosopopoeia which is adopted by plato in the protagoras and other dialogues is repeated until we grow weary of it the legislator is always addressing the speakers or the youth of the state and the speakers are constantly making addresses to the legislator a tendency to a paradoxical manner of statement is also observable we must have drinking, we must have a virtuous tyrant. This is too much for the duller wits of the Lacedaemonian and Cretan, who at first start back in surprise. More than in any other writing of Plato, the tone is hortatory. The laws are sermons as well as laws. They are considered to have a religious sanction, and to rest upon a religious sentiment in the mind of the citizens. The words of the Athenian are attributed to the Lacedaemonian and Cretan, who are supposed to have made them their own after the manner of the earlier dialogues resumptions of subjects which have been half disposed of in a previous passage constantly occur the arrangement has neither the clearness of art nor the freedom of nature irrelevant remarks are made here and there or illustrations used which are not properly fitted in the dialogue is generally weak and laboured and is in the later books fairly given up apparently because unsuited to the subject of the work the long speeches or sermons of the athenian often extending over several pages have never the grace and harmony which are exhibited in the earlier dialogues for plato is incapable of sustained composition his genius is dramatic rather than oratorical he can converse but he cannot make a speech even the timaeus which is one of the most finished works is full of abrupt transitions there is the same kind of difference between the dialogue and the continuous discourse of plato as between the narrative and speeches of thucydides Three, the perfection of style is variety in unity freedom ease clearness the power of saying anything and of striking any note in the scale of human feelings without impropriety and such is the divine gift of language possessed by plato in the symposium and phaedrus from this there are many fallings off in the laws first in the structure of the sentences which are rhythmical and monotonous the formal and sophistical manner of the age is superseding the natural genius of plato secondly many of them are of enormous length and the latter end often forgets the beginning of them they seem never to have received the second thoughts of the author either the emphasis is wrongly placed or there is a want of point in a clause or an absolute case occurs which is not properly separated from the rest of the sentence or words are aggregated in a manner which fails to show their relation to one another or the connecting participles are omitted at the beginning of sentences the uses of the relative and antecedent are more indistinct the changes of person and number more frequent examples of pleonasm tautology and periphrasis antithesis of positive and negative false emphasis and other affectations are more numerous than in the other writings of plato there is also a more common and sometimes unmeaning use of qualifying formulae os epos ipine kata dunamen and of double expressions pantipantos udame udamos. Oppos these are too numerous to be attributed to errors in the text again there is an over-curious adjustment of verb and participle noun and epithet and other artificial forms of cadence and expression take the place of natural variety thirdly the absence of metaphorical language is remarkable the style is not devoid of ornament but the ornament is of a debased rhetorical kind patched on to instead of growing out of the subject there is a great command of words and a laboured use of them forced attempts at metaphor occur in several passages for example peroketu ein logois ta men os tithimena ta dos parathemena oinas kalazomenas upo nephantos eteru theu the plays on the word nomos nu dionome odet etara fourthly there is a foolish extravagance of language in other passages the swinish ignorance of arithmetic the justice and suitableness of the discourse on laws over emphasis best of greeks said of all the greeks and the like Fifthly poor and insipid illustrations are also common sixthly we may observe an excessive use of climax and hyperbole eiskron ligine Atas dulan tai kai, dulen dulan pida kai ai pos oion te olenten oikian dokai Tutoto tutoto epiduma ecata fusin tas perita asphrodia idonas u monon anthropan ala chi terion for the peculiarities in the use of words which occur in the laws have been collected by Zeller, Platonitia Studienne, and Stahlbaum, capital L E G G, period. First, in the use of nouns such as allodemia, apenautesis clucuthumia diatheter, thrasuchinia, coros, megalonia, paedonurgia secondly in the use of adjectives such as istor biodotes eschthodopus Ithios, cronios and of adverbs such as anaditi anetai nepouii thirdly in the use of verbs such as atherine aisine axiine apine ithumonastai paradazistai sabine temeli titan these words however as stahlbaum remarks are formed according to analogy and nearly all of them have the support of some poetical or other authority zeller and stahlbaum have also collected forms of words in the laws differing from the forms of the same words which occur in other places for example blabas for blaba Abios for Abiatos, Acharistas for Acharis, Dulias for Dulikas, Pidelas for Pidikas, Exacrio for Exagrianio, Eleomai for elascomai and the Ionic word Sophronistus, meaning correction. Zeller has noted a fondness for substantives ending in ma and sis, such as Georgema, Diaparma epithumama zemoema comodema oymalema blopsis loidoresis paragelsis and others also a use of substantives in the plural which are commonly found only in the singular manae ethetotitos Phthoni, phoboi phusais also a peculiar use of prepositions in composition as in inargo apoblop, to, dianamothetio, diaratei, diulabathai, and other words. Also, a frequent occurrence of the Ionic datives plural in isai and oisai, perhaps used for the sake of giving an ancient or archaic effect to these peculiarities of words he has added a list of peculiar expressions and constructions among the most characteristic are the following athuta palacan spermata amorphoi edrai, osa axiomata pros oi oicata polon kairoi muthos used in several places of the discourse about laws and connected with this the frequent use of paramuthion and paramuthysthi in the general sense of address addressing imalos eros ataphoi praxis muthos acaphalos ethos euthuporon he remarks also on the frequent employment of the abstract for the concrete for example uperisia for uparitai fugi for fugades, in the sense of contrivers, dulii a for duloi, basilei for basileus, manomina katamata for gana canica manominum, a e, crea tone paidon in the sense of indigent children, and pidon acanotes to ethos etes epirias for e, a eparia. Ku upse te kai callae thalmasia for ka mala apsali kai callae he further notes some curious uses of the genitive case for example phileus omologii manii orges ly margii idonis caemononon anu podis onosii phlegon tholmai, and the dative omilii ekthrois nomothesi anosoi oi plegon ptolmai and of the dative omilii echthrois nomothesii Epitropois, and also some rather uncommon paraphrases thremata nilu exenator technon for alacos muses lexus for pyoresis so graphan anthropon spermata and the like the fondness for particles of limitation, especially tis and g sun tisi, tois g dunomenois and the like, the pleonastic use of tannin of os, of oseros Ipine, of echistote, and the periphrastic use of the preposition peri lastly he observes the tendency to hyperbata or transpositions of words and to rhythmical uniformity as well as grammatical irregularity in the structure of the sentences for nearly all the expressions which are adduced by zeller as arguments against the genuineness of the laws stahlbaum finds some sort of authority there is no real ground for doubting that the work was written by plato merely because several words occur in it which are not found in his other writings an imitator may preserve the usual phraseology of a writer better than he would himself but on the other hand the fact that authorities may be quoted in support of most of these uses of words does not show that the diction is not peculiar several of them seem to be poetical or dialectical and exhibit an attempt to enlarge the limits of greek prose by the introduction of homeric and tragic expressions most of them do not appear to have retained any hold on the later language of greece like several experiments in language of the writers of the elizabethan age they were afterwards lost and though occasionally found in plutarch and imitators of plato they have not been accepted by aristotle or passed into the common dialect of greece Five unequal as the laws are in style they contain a few passages which are very grand and noble for example the address to the poets best of strangers we also are poets of the best and noblest tragedy for our whole state is an imitation of the best and noblest life which we affirm to be indeed the very truth of tragedy or again the sight of young men and maidens in friendly intercourse with one another suggesting the dangers to which youth is liable from the vile of passion or the eloquent denunciation of unnatural lusts in the same passage or the charming thought that the best legislator orders war for the sake of peace and not peace for the sake of war or the pleasant allusion o athenian inhabitant of attica i will not say for you seem to me worthy to be named after the goddess athena because you go back to first principles or the pithy saying many a victory has been and will be suicidal to the victors but education is never suicidal or the fine expression that the walls of a city should be allowed to sleep in the earth and that we should not attempt to disinter them or the remark that god is the measure of all things in a sense far higher than any man can be or that a man should be from the first a partaker of the truth that he may live a true man as long as possible or the principle repeatedly laid down that the sins of the fathers are not to be visited on the children or the description of the funeral rites of those priestly sages who depart in innocence or the noble sentiment that we should do more justice to slaves than to equals or the curious observation founded perhaps on his own experience that there are a few divine men in every state however corrupt whose conversation is of inestimable value or the acute remark that public opinion is to be respected because the judgments of mankind about virtue are better than their practice or the deep religious and also modern feeling which pervades the tenth book whatever may be thought of the arguments the sense of the duty of living as a part of a whole an independence on the will of god who takes care of the least things as well as the greatest and the picture of parents praying for their children not as we may say slightly altering the words of plato as if there were no truth or reality in the gentile religions but as if there were the greatest are very striking to us we must remember that the laws unlike the republic do not exhibit an ideal state but are supposed to be on the level of human motives and feelings they are also on the level of the popular religion though elevated and purified hence there is an attempt made to show that the pleasant is also just but on the other hand the priority of the soul to the body and of god to the soul is always insisted upon as the true incentive to virtue especially with great force and eloquence at the commencement of book Five, and the work of legislation is carried back to the first principles of morals six no other writing of plato shows so profound an insight into the world and into human nature as the laws that cities will never cease from ill until they are better governed is the text of the laws as well as of the statesman and republic the principle that the balance of power preserves states the reflection that no one ever passed his whole life in disbelief of the gods the remark that the characters of men are best seen in vivial intercourse the observation that the people must be allowed to share not only in the government but in the administration of justice the desire to make laws not with a view to courage only but to all virtue the clear perception that education begins with birth or even as he would say before birth the attempt to purify religion the modern reflections that punishment is not vindictive and that limits must be set to the power of bequest the impossibility of undeceiving the victims of quacks and jugglers the provision for water and for other requirements of health and for concealing the bodies of the dead with as little hurt as possible to the living above all perhaps the distinct consciousness that under the actual circumstances of mankind the ideal cannot be carried out and yet may be a guiding principle will appear to us if we remember that we are still in the dawn of politics to show a great depth of political wisdom for the laws of plato contain numerous passages which closely resemble other passages in his writings and at first sight a suspicion arises that the repetition shows the unequal hand of the imitator for why should a writer say over again in a more imperfect form what he had already said in his most finished style and manner and yet it may be urged on the other side that an author whose original powers are beginning to decay will be very liable to repeat himself as in conversation so in books he may have forgotten what he had written before he may be unconscious of the decline of his own powers hence arises a question of great interest bearing on the genuineness of ancient writers is there any criterion by which we can distinguish the genuine resemblance from the spurious or in other words the repetition of a thought or passage by an author himself from the appropriation of it by another the question has perhaps never been fully discussed and though a real one does not admit of a precise answer a few general considerations on the subject may be offered a is the difference such as might be expected to arise at different times of life or under different circumstances there would be nothing surprising in a writer as he grew older losing something of his own originality and falling more and more under the spirit of his age what a genius i had when i wrote that book was the pathetic explanation of a famous english author when in old age he chanced to take up one of his early works there would be nothing surprising again in his losing somewhat of his powers of expression and becoming less capable of framing language into a harmonious whole there would also be a strong presumption that if the variation of style was uniform it was attributable to some natural cause and not to the arts of the imitator the inferiority might be the result of feebleness and of want of activity of mind but the natural weakness of a great author would commonly be different from the artificial weakness of an imitator it would be continuous and uniform the latter would be apt to fill his work with irregular patches sometimes taken verbally from the writings of the author whom he personated but rarely acquiring his spirit his imitation would be obvious irregular superficial the patches of purple would be easily detected among his threadbare and tattered garments he would rarely take the pains to put the same thought into other words there were many forgeries in english literature which attained a considerable degree of success fifty or one hundred years ago but it is doubtful whether attempts such as these could now escape detection if there were any writings of the same author or of the same age to be compared with them and ancient forgers were much less skilful than modern they were far from being masters in the art of deception and had rarely any motive for being so b but secondly the imitator will commonly be least capable of understanding or imitating that part of a great writer which is most characteristic of him in every man's writings there is something like himself and unlike others which gives individuality to appreciate this latent quality would require a kindred mind and minute study and observation there are a class of similarities which may be called undesigned coincidences which are so remote as to be incapable of being borrowed from one another and yet when they are compared find a natural explanation in their being the work of the same mind the imitator might copy the turns of style he might repeat images or illustrations but he could not enter into the inner circle of platonic philosophy he would understand that part of it which became popular in the next generation as for example the doctrine of ideas or of numbers he might approve of communism but the higher flights of plato about the science of dialectic or the unity of virtue or a person who is above the law would be unintelligible to him c the argument from imitation assumes a different character when the supposed imitations are associated with other passages having the impress of original genius the strength of the argument from undesigned coincidences of style is much increased when they are found side by side with thoughts and expressions which can only have come from a great original writer the great excellence not only of the whole but even of the parts of writings is a strong proof of their genuineness for although the great writer may fall below the forger or imitator cannot rise much above himself whether we can attribute the worst parts of a work to a forger and the best to a great writer as for example in the case of some of shakespeare's plays depends upon the probability that they have been interpolated or have been the joint work of two writers and this can only be established either by express evidence or by a comparison of other writings of the same class if the interpolation or double authorship of greek writings in the time of plato could be shown to be common then a question perhaps insoluble would arise not whether the whole but whether parts of the platonic dialogues are genuine and if parts only which parts Hebrew prophecies in Homeric poems and laws of Manu may have grown together in early times, but there is no reason to think that any of the dialogues of Plato is the result of a similar process of accumulation. It is therefore rash to say with Ancan de Staslera des Aristoteles that the form in which Aristotle knew the laws of Plato must have been different from that in which they have come down to us it must be admitted that these principles are difficult of application yet a criticism may be worth making which rests only on probabilities or impressions great disputes will arise about the merits of different passages about what is truly characteristic and original or trivial and borrowed many have thought the laws to be one of the greatest of platonic writings while in the judgment of mr Grote, they hardly rise above the level of the forged epistles the manner in which a writer would or would not have written at a particular time of life must be acknowledged to be a matter of conjecture but enough has been said to show that similarities of a certain kind whether criticism is able to detect them or not may be such as must be attributed to an original writer and not to a mere imitator d. Applying these principles to the case of the laws, we have now to point out that they contain the class of refined or unconscious similarities, which are indicative of genuineness. The parallelisms are like the repetitions of favorite thoughts into which everyone is apt to fall, unawares in conversation or in writing. They are found in a work which contains many beautiful and remarkable passages. We may therefore begin by claiming this presumption in their favor such undesigned coincidences as we may venture to call them are the following the conception of justice as the union of temperance wisdom courage laws republic the latent idea of dialectic implied in the notion of dividing laws after the kinds of virtue laws the approval of the method of looking at one idea gathered from many things than which a truer was never discovered by any man compare republic or again the description of the laws as parents laws republic the assumption that religion has been already settled by the oracle of delphi laws republic to which an appeal is also made in special cases laws the notion of the battle with self a paradox for which plato in a manner apologizes both in the laws and the republic the remark laws that just men even when they are deformed in body may still be perfectly beautiful in respect of the excellent justice of their minds compare republic the argument that ideals are none the worse because they cannot be carried out laws republic the near approach to the idea of good in the principle which is common to all the four virtues a truth which the guardians must be compelled to recognize laws compare republic or again the recognition by reason of the right pleasure and pain which had previously been matter of habit laws republic or the blasphemy of saying that the excellency of music is to give pleasure laws republic again the story of the sidonian cadmus laws which is a variation of the phoenician tale of the earth-born men republic the comparison of philosophy to a yelping she-dog both in the republic and in the laws the remark that no man can practise two trades laws republic or the advantage of the middle condition laws republic the tendency to speak of principles as moulds or forms compare the ekmagia of song laws and the tupoi of religion republic or the remark laws that the relaxation of justice makes many cities out of one which may be compared with the republic or the description of lawlessness creeping in little by little in the fashions of music and overturning all things to us a paradox but to plato's mind a fixed idea which is found in the laws as well as in the republic or the figure of the parts of the human body under which the parts of the state are described laws republic the apology for delay and diffuseness which occurs not unfrequently in the republic is carried to an excess in the laws compare capital t h e a e t period the remarkable thought laws that the soul of the sun is better than the sun agrees with the relation in which the idea of good stands to the sun in the republic and with the substitution of mind for the idea of good in the philebus the passage about the tragic poets laws agrees generally with the treatment of them in the republic but is more finely conceived and worked out in a nobler spirit some lesser similarities of thought and manner should not be omitted such as the mention of the thirty years old students in the republic and the fifty years old choristers in the laws or the making of the citizens out of wax laws compared with the other image republic or the number of the tyrant seven twenty nine which is nearly equal with the number of days and nights in the year seven thirty compared with a slight correction of the sacred number five thousand forty which is divisible by all the numbers from one to twelve except eleven and divisible by eleven if two families be deducted or once more we may compare the ignorance of solid geometry of which he complains in the republic and the puzzle about fractions with the difficulty in the laws about commensurable and incommensurable quantities and the malicious emphasis on the word gunikios laws with the use of the same word republic these and similar passages tend to show that the author of the republic is also the author of the laws they are echoes of the same voice expressions of the same mind coincidences too subtle to have been invented by the ingenuity of any imitator the force of the argument is increased if we remember that no passage in the laws is exactly copied nowhere do five or six words occur together which are found together elsewhere in plato's writings in other dialogues of plato as well as in the republic there are to be found parallels with the laws such resemblances as we might expect occur chiefly but not exclusively in the dialogues which on other grounds we may suppose to be of later date the punishment of evil is to be like evil men laws as he says also in the theaetetus compare again the dependence of tragedy and comedy on one another of which he gives the reason in the laws for serious things cannot be understood without laughable nor opposites at all without opposites if a man is really to have intelligence of either here he puts forward the principle which is the groundwork of the thesis of socrates in the symposium that the genius of tragedy is the same as that of comedy and that the writer of comedy ought to be a writer of tragedy also there is a truth and right which is above law. Laws, as we learn also from the statesman, that men are the possession of the gods. Laws is a reflection which likewise occurs in the Phaedo. The remark, whether serious or ironical, laws that the sons of the gods naturally believed in the gods because they had the means of knowing about them, is found in the Timaeus. The reign of Cronus, who is the divine ruler, laws is a reminiscence of the statesman it is remarkable that in the sophist and statesman capital s o p h period plato speaking in the character of the eleatic stranger has already put on the old man the madness of the poets again is a favourite notion of plato's which occurs also in the laws as well as in the phaedrus ion and elsewhere there are traces in the laws of the same desire to base speculation upon history which we find in the critias once more there is a striking parallel with the paradox of the gorgias that if you do evil it is better to be punished than to be unpunished in the laws to live having all goods without justice and virtue is the greatest of evils if life be immortal but not so great if the bad man lives but a short time the point to be considered is whether these are the kind of parallels which would be the work of an imitator would a forger have had the wit to select the most peculiar and characteristic thoughts of plato would he have caught the spirit of his philosophy would he instead of openly borrowing have half concealed his favourite ideas would he have formed them into a whole such as the laws would he have given another the credit which he might have obtained for himself would he have remembered and made use of other passages of the platonic writings and have never deviated into the phraseology of them without pressing such arguments as absolutely certain we must acknowledge that such a comparison affords a new ground of real weight for believing the laws to be a genuine writing of plato Five. The relation of the Republic to the laws is clearly set forth by Plato in the laws. The Republic is the best state, the laws is the best possible, under the existing conditions of the Greek world. The Republic is the ideal in which no man calls anything his own, which may or may not have existed in some remote clime, under the rule of some god or son of a god, who can say, but is at any rate the pattern of all other states and the exemplar of human life. The laws distinctly acknowledge what the Republic partly admits that the ideal is inimitable by us but that we should lift up our eyes to the heavens and try to regulate our lives according to the divine image the citizens are no longer to have wives and children in common and are no longer to be under the government of philosophers but the spirit of communism or communion is to continue among them though reverence for the sacredness of the family and respect of children for parents not promiscuous hymeneals, are now the foundation of the state the sexes are to be as nearly on an equality as possible they are to meet at common tables and to share warlike pursuits if the women will consent and to have a common education the legislator has taken the place of the philosopher but a council of elders is retained who are to fulfil the duties of the legislator when he has passed out of life the addition of younger persons to this council by co optation is an improvement on the governing body of the republic the scheme of education in the laws is of a far lower kind than that which plato had conceived in the republic there he would have his rulers trained in all knowledge meeting in the idea of good of which the different branches of mathematical science are but the handmaidens or ministers here he treats chiefly of popular education stopping short with the preliminary sciences these are to be studied partly with a view to their practical usefulness which in the republic he holds cheap and even more with a view to avoiding impiety of which in the republic he says nothing he touches very lightly on dialectic which is still to be retained for the rulers yet in the laws there remain traces of the old educational ideas he is still for banishing the poets and as he finds the works of prose writers equally dangerous he would substitute for them the study of his own laws he insists strongly on the importance of mathematics as an educational instrument he is no more reconciled to the greek mythology than in the republic though he would rather say nothing about it out of a reverence for antiquity and he is equally willing to have recourse to fictions if they have a moral tendency his thoughts recur to a golden age in which the sanctity of oaths was respected and in which men living nearer the gods were more disposed to believe in them but we must legislate for the world as it is now that the old beliefs have passed away though he is no longer fired with dialectical enthusiasm he would compel the guardians to look at one idea gathered from many things and to perceive the principle which is the same in all the four virtues he still recognizes the enormous influence of music in which every youth is to be trained for three years and he seems to attribute the existing degeneracy of the athenian state and the laxity of morals partly to musical innovation manifested in the unnatural divorce of the instrument and the voice voice of the rhythm from the words and partly to the influence of the mob who ruled at the theatres he assimilates the education of the two sexes as far as possible both in music and gymnastic and as in the republic he would give to gymnastic a purely military character in marriage his object is still to produce the finest children for the state as in the statesman he would unite in wedlock dissimilar natures the passionate with the dull the courageous with the gentle and the virtuous tyrant of the statesman who has no place in the republic again appears in this as in all his writings he has the strongest sense of the degeneracy and incapacity of the rulers of his own time in the laws the philosophers if not banished like the poets are at least ignored and religion takes the place of philosophy in the regulation of human life it must however be remembered that the religion of plato is co-extensive with morality and is that purified religion and mythology of which he speaks in the second book of the Republic, there is no real discrepancy in the two works. In a practical treatise he speaks of religion rather than of philosophy, just as he appears to identify virtue with pleasure, and rather seeks to find the common element of the virtues than to maintain his old paradoxical theses that they are one, or that they are identical with knowledge. The dialectic and the idea of good, which even Glaucon in the Republic could not understand, would be out of place in a less ideal work there may also be a change in his own mind the purely intellectual aspect of philosophy having a diminishing interest to him in his old age some confusion occurs in the passage in which plato speaks of the republic occasioned by his reference to a third state which he proposes capital d period capital v period hereafter to expound like many other thoughts in the laws the allusion is obscure from not being worked out aristotle capital p o l i t period speaks of a state which is neither the best absolutely nor the best under existing conditions but an imaginary state inferior to either destitute as he supposes of the necessaries of life apparently such a beginning of primitive society as is described in laws three, but it is not clear that by this the third state of plato is intended it is possible that plato may have meant by his third state an historical sketch bearing the same relation to the laws which the unfinished critias would have borne to the republic or he may perhaps have intended to describe a state more nearly approximating than the laws to existing greek states the statesman is a mere fragment when compared with the laws yet combining a second interest of dialectic as well as politics which is wanting in the larger work several points of similarity and contrast may be observed between them in some respects the statesman is even more ideal than the republic looking back to a former state of paradisiacal life in which the gods ruled over mankind as the republic looks forward to a coming kingdom of philosophers of this kingdom of Cronos there is also mentioned in the laws again in the statesman the eleatic stranger rises above law to the conception of the living voice of the lawgiver who is able to provide for individual cases a similar thought is repeated in the laws if in the order of nature and by divine destiny a man were able to apprehend the truth about these things, he would have no need of laws to rule over him, for there is no law or order above knowledge, nor can mind without impiety be deemed the subject or slave of any, but rather the lord of all. The union of opposite natures who form the warp and the woof of the political web is a favorite thought which occurs in both dialogues, laws, statesmen the laws are confessedly a second best an inferior ideal to which plato has recourse when he finds that the city of philosophers is no longer within the horizon of practical politics but it is curious to observe that the higher ideal is always returning compare Capital a r i s t period Capital p o l i t period and that he is not much nearer the actual fact nor more on the level of ordinary life in the laws than in the republic it is also interesting to remark that the new ideal is always falling away and that he hardly supposes the one to be more capable of being realized than the other human beings are troublesome to manage and the legislator cannot adapt his enactments to the infinite variety of circumstances after all he must leave the administration of them to his successors and though he would have liked to make them as permanent as they are in egypt he cannot escape from the necessity of change at length plato is obliged to institute a nocturnal council which is supposed to retain the mind of the legislator and of which some of the members are even supposed to go abroad and inspect the institutions of foreign countries as a foundation for changes in their own the spirit of such changes though avoiding the extravagance of a popular assembly being only so much change as the conservative temper of old members is likely to allow is nevertheless inconsistent with the fixedness of egypt which plato wishes to impress upon hellenic institutions he is inconsistent with himself as the truth begins to dawn upon him that in the execution things for the most part fall short of our conception of them republic and is not this true of ideals of government in general we are always disappointed in them nothing great can be accomplished in the short space of human life wherefore also we look forward to another republic as we grow old we are sensible that we have no power actively to pursue our ideals any longer we have had our opportunity and do not aspire to be more than men we have received our wages and are going home neither do we despair of the future of mankind because we have been able to do so little in comparison of the whole we look in vain for consistency either in men or things but we have seen enough of improvement in our own time to justify us in the belief that the world is worth working for and that a good man's life is not thrown away such reflections may help us to bring home to ourselves by inward sympathy the language of plato in the laws and to combine into something like a whole his various and at first sight inconsistent utterances six the republic may be described as the spartan constitution appended to a government of philosophers but in the laws an athenian element is also introduced many enactments are taken from the athenian the four classes are barred from the constitution of cleisthenes which plato regards as the best form of athenian government and the guardians of the law bear a certain resemblance to the archons in the constitution of the laws nearly all officers are elected by a vote more or less popular and by lot but the assembly only exists for the purposes of election and has no legislative or executive powers the nocturnal council which is the highest body in the state has several of the functions of the ancient athenian areopagus after which it appears to be modelled life is to wear as at athens a joyous and festive look there are to be bacchic choruses and men of mature age are encouraged in moderate potations on the other hand the common meals the public education the cryptia are borrowed from sparta and not from athens and the superintendence of private life which was to be practised by the governors has also its prototype in sparta the extravagant dislike which plato shows both to a naval power and to extreme democracy is the reverse of athenian the best-governed hellenic states trace the origin of their laws to individual lawgivers these were real persons though we are uncertain how far they originated or only modified the institutions which are ascribed to them but the lawgiver though not a myth was a fixed idea in the mind of the greek as fixed as the trojan war or the earth-born cadmus this was what solon meant or said was the form in which the athenian expressed his own conception of right and justice or argued a disputed point of law and the constant reference in the laws of plato to the lawgiver is altogether in accordance with greek modes of thinking and speaking there is also as in the republic a pythagorean element the highest branch of education is arithmetic to know the order of the heavenly bodies and to reconcile the apparent contradiction of their movements is an important part of religion the lives of the citizens are to have a common measure as also their vessels and coins the great blessing of the state is the number five thousand forty plato is deeply impressed by the antiquity of egypt and the unchangeableness of her ancient forms of song and dance and he is also struck by the progress which the egyptians had made in the mathematical sciences in comparison of them the greeks appeared to him to be little better than swine yet he censures the egyptian meanness and inhospitality to strangers he has traced the growth of states from their rude beginnings in a philosophical spirit but of any life or growth of the hellenic world in future ages he is silent he has made the reflection that past time is the maker of states book three but he does not argue from the past to the future that the process is always going on or that the institutions of nations are relative to their stage of civilization if he could have stamped indelibly upon hellenic states the will of the legislator he would have been satisfied the utmost which he expects of future generations is that they should supply the omissions or correct the errors which younger statesmen detect in his enactments. When institutions have been once subjected to this process of criticism, he would have them fixed for ever. End of Introduction and Analysis Part 2